Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Now let's get to our daily four. And Briggs telling us it's hot and boy, you just go outside and feel it. Temperatures cranking up in Central Texas. And if you're spending time outside, you know to wear the sunscreen. But dermatologists say there are some commonly forgotten areas you need to make sure you cover. The first are the tops and backs of the ears. And we have some graphics there to kind of follow along with. It's a common area of skin cancer for men. We just forget about that. And then, of course, your lips and then the delicate skin around your eyes. You can find eye creams and also lip balms that have SPF protection. Don't forget about the upper neck and chest. Just because it's you know kind of shaded doesn't mean you shouldn't cover that up, too. Also, skin that could be exposed from balding or thinning hair. My poor dad, I remember him getting burned on the bald spot. Mm -hmm. They have some powdered sunscreens out there for, for hair, but experts say just wear a hat. I mean, it really is the thing to do. But yeah, there are lots of places. I, I don't think about, you know, this too oh, much. Once you, you burn know? your ears, it's, yeah. And, yeah. you know, my, my wife's grandfather, I, he unfortunately had skin cancer, had to get oh. cut off the, on that. You know, they were showing the person putting on the, the mm -hmm. sunscreen. I nearly, every time I go to the beach or swim a lot, I'll just wear a shirt, you know, that has one of those SPF. The reason is, is because my son one time went all Zorro on me and I didn't realize. <laughs> and I had, yeah, you could see I the see. line. Oh, or no. just, he was just like, pss, pss. yeah, I was like, I thought he'd sprayed good, but nope, I burnt my back. Yeah horribly bad, so oh, man. I don't trust him anymore. Ouch. But I yeah, for the men losing their hair too, but I mean, really for anyone, mm. I've had part, my, my yeah, part burned, like yeah. really burned because mm -hmm. I forgot to put it there and didn't oh. want my hair to get greasy, yeah. but you know what, grease it up. You got, yeah, and <laughs> it when, can get really red. You, know, you, hear, you hear these stories about sunscreen and recommendations and they say when you put it on, uh, the, the you know, the lotion part, you want a really healthy dollop, like a lot. They recommend a lot of it. Make sure your body's really, really covered and then don't forget to go back and reapply. You gotta do that too if you're gonna be out for a long time. But as hot as it is, I don't want to stay out too long. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, man, wait till wait you see the forecast. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's inside AC weather. I find a cool. Sweating already. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of bodies of water, uh, we find a lot of alligators. <laughs> yeah. This one's interesting to say the least. So uh, the story sounds like something out of science fiction. So scientists have discovered the first known case of a virgin birth from a crocodile. So a female crocodile was at a Costa Rican zoo. They, but the crocodile had been isolated its entire life, 16 years in isolation. But here recently, she laid a cluster of 14 eggs. Now, that's not completely unusual. I mean, chickens lay eggs a lot mm -hmm. when they're not fertilized. But the problem, what's crazy is seven of those eggs appear to be fertile and one of the eggs contain a fully formed crocodile with genetics from the mother but nothing from the paternal side wow. so they've got that's causing a lot of questions they did artificially incubate the eggs for three months uh, they didn't end up hatching but now that's bringing into question a whole lot of you know reproduction and crocodiles and that style of animals so yeah, it's an uh, interesting uh, find. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't, yeah. It is, it wasn't that kind of in Jurassic Park in the last couple of movies they introduced <laughs> that idea of just spontaneously having a offspring without another partner to do it? I mean, if quit, she doesn't have a name yet, it should be Mary, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, I mean, that is really something else, but yes. And also, you know, talking, you mentioned the chickens. There's always that discussion about the relationship between uh, birds. Mm. 
right? Chickens and then and, and dinosaurs, yeah, so, yeah. you know, reptiles. I think there's some more truth to that yeah. as we see this happen. It's yeah, very strange. Very weird. <laughs> and number three in our daily four. The Netflix crackdown on password sharing is resulting in thousands of new subscribers. The streaming analytics company Antenna reports this is the biggest sign-up increase since the beginning of the pandemic. In fact, it says Netflix added about 100,000 new accounts on both May 26th and 27th, which were the days right after the crackdown began. And Netflix plans to, as you know, block unauthorized passwords soon, but it's offering a paid sharing option for about $8 a month. Users can become extra members on an existing account, which is probably a pretty good idea. Investors seem happy about the increase. Netflix shares have been rising and they spiked with the news out uh, today. You, we, we talked about this before, that Netflix has operated for a long time putting in money in programming and really not making anything, but they're, I think they deserve to make something. It's pretty entertaining. And I don't know how much of this is the crackdown versus the new ad style mm -hmm. that you can get. So yeah, you maybe don't need to share passwords as much if you can get a cheaper one that you watch yeah. a few ads. So uh, kind of interesting correlation there. Have you guys noticed in any problems with Netflix? Like I haven't had any sharing issues. a password and not being able to log in or something? Uh -oh. I think that's yeah, one that I, have you? I'm asking because <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> that's one that I, I don't think, I think I'm the only one in my family who has, okay. who has okay. that. Well, and now Lauren's account, gonna figure so. out if she can log into her parents' Netflix later. <laughs> that's hysterical. I've been using X's Netflix parents' pa passwords for years. Uh, I, that's stopped now. <laughs> that has stopped now, it has stopped. Now it's the number four in our daily four. Yeah, we usually associate skipping with children, but skip to Malu. The Oxford definition says it is to move along lightly, stepping from one foot to the other with a hop or a bounce. It seems many adults forgot how to skip. Over the last few weeks, the skip challenge is trending on TikTok with hilariously <laughs> sweet results. Adults oh. of all ages, yes, girl, oh. trying to recall the skipping motion. Oh, sir. Oh, oh sir. I love it. Oh, she, is, she is doing the jig. So for some, it looks like if you don't use it, you lose it. Uh -huh. I think so for sure. I love uh, those videos. I, okay, we did this. Though. We did do it. I did not forget. Uh, I, some people forgot. Really forgot. I don't think you. No, had. they didn't get. I didn't do it because I broke a toe, and I was like, I'm not even going to attempt to skip. With that. <laughs> Understandable. So, yeah, I, I was able to sign it's out. Gotta, there's so many things we did though as kids. I mean, there was hula hooping. Did we you did, ever? I did do that live on TV one time. Yeah, yeah, pogo sticks are hard, by the way. Don't. Those are really hard. <laughs> Anything that takes yourself. coordination at our age isn't yeah. a good thing oh, anymore. Athletic ability it. or coordination. The, the skip it. Yeah, it's like you put it on your ankle and swing it around. Yeah, that was that was actually a good workout. If you don't hit somebody in the head with the little ball thing. Way. But yeah, let's. Look, can we see ourselves doing this? I mean, some so people on stage. Do you remember Friday. how to skip? Yes. Let's Here's see Camille. It. Yes, Camille. She did a great job. Ooh, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> go for it. And here's you again. Here we go. Okay, you did a good job. You're having a good time. Oh, heels, dancing. Having a blast. Yes. Were you in your heels when you did that? I really was. Easy. It's Kim. All right, Kim. You got to remember. Kim. She did a really good job. I play with the little one. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> okay, if a gummy bear became a good <laughs> man, that's what that is. is. Good for skipping. That's what that is. Is this the shoes? I took my shoes off to see if I could do any better. It's like, because it all shakes around. I think you have the motion now. Is, I, that is rough, man. That is bad. Oh, man. Ooh. Who's this? Oh, this is Blake in promotion. You need to demonstrate. We just bugged everybody on this day to get them to skip. Hey, Shay. She did good. Okay, Blake, how'd you do? Come on, Blake. 
That's a lot. That man is six foot one, and he can really do. Tommy Williams, our managing editor with the arm motions. He did great. I think he's my favorite. He was. He's my favorite. And he has so much joy and balance. He never forgot. The inner child is still around. Darby with the athletic skill. Come on, Brandon. Josh Bowerings is really good too. Athletic skill. Yeah, he has a little swag in his skin. He was the captain of his water polo team in high school. That's why. That's probably why. Oh, here we have director Robbie. That was good, Robbie. You did good. And then they skipped off into the distance. Oh, that was. Yeah, that's happy. I only kept mine in because Tommy did it too. And he did so much better than me. I was really, that was fun. That was really well, fun. Oh, thanks to everyone who let us. Uh, yeah. So did you put it on TikTok? I don't, I don't mess with TikTok. Yeah, I don't either. I don't so. play with TikTok. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. Mm -mm. The Chinese people spying on me. No, I don't want that. That's way, the reason you don't want it on there. I don't want it out on social media because of, no, it's like, yeah. It's everywhere now. I, I cannot help it. Uh, it will be on our Facebook page if you want to check it out and watch and, and laugh at us. Share it. Yeah, all that. all that good stuff. Coming up, a historic Waco home will set the scene for a summer night's event full of food, history, and fun. All the details when we come back. Well, Historic Waco is a nonprofit organization focused on preserving the history and heritage of Waco and McLennan County. Tomorrow evening, they will host a community event at one of their historic sites. And here to tell us more about this event and organization is the executive director for Historic Waco, Eric Swanson. Thanks for being here with us, Eric. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, can you start off by telling us a little bit about Historic Waco and the history of the organization? Of course, yeah. So Historic Waco, we were formed in 1967 from three smaller organizations. And really our mission is to preserve the history of Waco. And we do that through four of the historic houses that we own and operate. Uh, you know, obviously as the executive director, you must love history. Why is this so important yeah. to you? So I actually got my start in the museum field at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. I used to live in California. Uh, yeah. And the first exhibit I did, it was an exhibit and I had the body pillow from Abraham Lincoln and just holding that history in my oh, hands wow. and the significance of it. I knew that was something I needed yeah. to do with my career. That's you mentioned great. four properties here mm -hmm. in the area, and that includes an event tomorrow happening at the Earl Harrison House. Would you like to expand about each one of those homes and yeah. that one in particular? Yeah, so we own, so the three that Historic Waco owns is the Earl Napier Canard House, ENK for short. Uh, we have East Terrace and then McCullough. And so all those three houses Historic Waco owns, and then we're managing the Earl Harrison and Pape Gardens property as of February. It's a separate nonprofit that owns it, but we are managing it for them. And for those who aren't familiar with that location, it's pretty familiar. We've probably driven by yes, it. Yes, 100%. I guarantee you have. It's right across from the Waco Zoo. It's right between 4th and 5th Street. The Earl Harrison House, what makes that special? Can you tell us a little bit about that house in particular? So the house there? itself, it's one of the oldest houses in Waco. It was built in 1858. Uh, it's one of the few um, houses from that area. And actually, it's kind of special for us because it used to be in the In-N-Out location. And oh, then they physically lifted it? it up and they moved oh, it wow. all the way down there. Wow. So it's not very often that you see a historic house in a completely different location than it ended up in. Great lengths, great that. lengths to preserve history, but <laughs> exactly. it's in a really good spot now too. Okay, so summer nights events happening at that Earl Harrison house. Uh, yes. I guess it's tomorrow night. Yes. Yes. Okay, so what can people expect at that event? So we have a lot of really fun and exciting things for the community. One of the first things is we actually have a silent auction 
a lot of those auction pieces are donations from the community, but then also we used to own the historic fort house that we sold maybe five years ago. So a lot of that furniture that was staged in the house is being auctioned off. So you could have a chance to own a piece of Waco history. Nothing original, of course, but lots of the reproduction that we used for the house. So we'll have a silent auction, we'll have a bunch of vendors, we have uh, a phenomenal partner in deep in the, the Heart Film Festival. They're showing the movie Encanto yes, outdoors. That's great. Love it makes Encanto. so much sense to do that. Yes, yes, yeah. It's about a magic house. Yeah. We figured it made sense. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, definitely. Why do you think it's so important for the community to get involved in what you guys are doing? So this is a big event for us because it's the first big community event at Earl Harrison on those grounds. And we want people to know that these gardens they're for the people of Waco. Like we're, we want you to rent it for your weddings, for community events, have a barbecue there. Like it's for the people of Waco. And this is our way of saying, hey, we're here. Come on down. We have some exciting things for you all. If folks want tickets, we have uh, this QR code on the screen. People can, I guess, scan that with their phone or their tablet and it'll take them to the site to get tickets, yeah? Yes. Okay, and um, the funds support what? So two separate things. Uh, so all the items that we're auctioning off that used to be accession items, that money goes back into our collections. So we we can use that money to either purchase more items or just keep uh, restore our current items. Yeah. The rest of the money that's part of our annual campaign, so that's just going right to our operating budget. So we have the funds to do fun events like this. Yeah. Yes, wonderful. Is there um, any way that people can get involved with your organization if they'd like to, you know, research or just help uh, you guys course. in any way? Yeah. So we have. Uh, most of our funding comes just from our members, our memberships, and based on the tier of membership, there's different perks that you get. Um, and also, we love our volunteers. We have a phenomenal volunteer corps. They're tremendous. I love each and all of them. Actually, they're all working right now helping set up the property, yeah. so we're really excited. For people, we have a lot of visitors that come to Waco. You know, we live here, so maybe there are things we miss, but um, if someone's coming into town, what are some of the lesser known things about Waco you'd like them to go visit and check out and see? Some of the history you'd like them to go oh. see? I mean, I obviously, of course, have to say my historic house is, of course, first. Um, but really, I just, I, I love all the different museums we have here in Waco. And now that really, that the, the Bridge Street is open, it's, it's really cool to see. What other houses, other than the, the one we're discussing today, uh, Earl Harrison, what else, what other houses are there that you would like to point out? So the other house that we have, um, there is the Johnson Taylor house that's also on the property. There's actually two houses there. But really, that's more of a kind of an event center rental area. Okay. Okay, yeah, so come check it out, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, when it comes to history, you know, why is it so important that we, we do preserve this, we do hold on to it, we do celebrate it? Why yeah. is that so important? It's important because history is our identity, it's really who we are, and I know a lot of smaller historic house museums really didn't make it out of the pandemic, it was really tough on them, so it's really important that people go in because that's part of Waco's identity, and if you lose that, then what's the point? Yeah, excellent. No, Eric, I, thank you yeah, so thank much you. for your time. And again, that QR code is on the bottom of your screen right there to get involved with the event tomorrow. We hope it's a, a huge success. There it is, Summer Nights at Earl Harrison. Right there, $5 per person. Children 12 and under are free. And again, there's that great movie that is showing up in Kanta right there on the grounds. We're back after this.